y'all. It's your girl, Shakira Maybone. Jada Vassar. And Anthony Brinson. And this is On Shades of Chocolate, where we bring the sweetest, the hottest, black, black culture, culture to, to MSU. MSU. With all the guests we've had so far, it's truly an honor to get this one. I'll let her introduce herself, and then we'll begin. All right. Hi, I'm Samaya. I am the editor-in-chief of the State News. So, guys, very special guest on this episode. This is Samaya. She is our editor-in-chief this year for the State News, and I am, first of all, I just want to say very proud of her, because I remember the day she got announced as editor-in-chief. It was a few days for her birthday, and we had just left a meeting, and I got the email, and I was like, Samaya, Samaya, you won! And oh, she no. didn't, first of all, she didn't text us back to like hours later. She was like, bro, I was driving. Are you serious? I was like, yes, bro, you won, you won. So I just want to say she has been doing an amazing, amazing job this year. I mean, mm-hmm. the state news is in tip-top shape because of you. For oh, real. Because let me just add on, like, if it wasn't for Samaya, this podcast, I mean, it may or may not be, like, possible, but, like, it really, she just really get like gave me the in, motivation to start it for real. And, like, the whole podcast team, you know, has been 100%, you know. So I really appreciate it. Yes, we all definitely, definitely appreciate you. And just to start off the questions, first of all, she's a little bit of a fraud. Because she's an English major. That's a crazy <laughs> She's yeah, a German major. I think How are you... How is that process, being in a newsroom that's mainly germ-based and you're an English major? I didn't even know that, so this is breaking See? news. Oh, my God. See? First of all, not you don't calling do, me no, a don't fraud do her like that. On, the, on the podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> got you, Y'all should see their face. I'm sorry. No. Um, I came in as a journalism major. So I started the state news as a journalism major, and I decided to switch later, so I'm not a fraud. Um, it's There's a lot of things that I learned just from being here. Um, I didn't really – I'm not going to say I didn't need journalism uh, training, but, like, I – with Omar and now Kim, um, I have learned a lot of things about journalism just by working at the State News that I think if I didn't have this experience, I wouldn't be able to learn anyway, even being in the J school. Um, and then, like, I'm able to have a really good balance where my writing is creative and, like, poetry and prose and things like that, but I'm also able to come here and do, like, hard news and, like, write, like, uh, breaking news stories on board of trustees and things like that. Um so it was it was a good switch for me because I was able to kind of switch uh, do both like have work be work and then have my creative work be creative work and not have them necessarily be the same. It worked really well for me. But yeah. And you mentioned something during that just having all these things to deal with and just writing breaking news. Obviously, we all know what happened. It's almost been exactly a month, it's been a little over a month with handling the mass shooting, especially as editor in chief. And if I'm not mistaken, you had left the newsroom once it happened. Were you still here when everything occurred? Yeah, um, it was a Monday, and I usually don't come in on Mondays because my class schedule is heavy. And so I was back home by then and, you know, doing my nightly routine. I We had just finished dinner. I just hit submit on a paper that was due the next day. Really? And mm-hmm. I had my notifications muted because I was writing. I was finishing up the paper. I was pretty much done, but I was just finishing it up. And I was like, okay, well, I finished earlier, so I'm going to open my Slack, as I do, because I'm a workaholic. And, like, there's, like, oh, like, there's, like, shots confirmed on campus. And it was, like, like, as a journalist, like, we have, like, different, like, shots fired and things like that that happen that aren't mass shooting levels. Like, we've had, like, and we had just at that time just recently had the Okamos thing where it was all, like, it was, like, a false, like, reports of shooting, um, and they evacuated everything. So we... 
I wouldn't say we didn't take it seriously, but we took it as if it was resolved already. And so editors all came here because, like, obviously there was a lot of police presence and we knew that it was going to be, like, some reporting. We didn't think we were going to be, like, we didn't think it was that big, like, a big thing. But we were like, we should be in a newsroom. And we were headed all the way there. And so I was like, I, t- I went to my room and I was like, oh, like, there's been a, a shooting near campus. I got to run to the newsroom. I'll probably be back later. And as I'm driving down Abbott, like, I'm like, okay, I don't condone texting and driving. But I'm, like, scrolling on Slack trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Like, staying updated because I'm driving. And, like, I can see that the situation progress. Like, oh, this is a shooting. Like, this is an actual shooter. Oh, there's a shooter. And it's like, okay. But by then I was already en route. And I was like, well, I'm not going to turn around. Like, I knew that as scary and as, like, terrifying as it was in that moment of knowing, like, this is, like, a thing, I, I knew that I needed to be in the newsroom. We, as a, like, as an editorial board, knew we needed to be in the newsroom and to figure things out and to talk to our reporters and kind of get through it as a newsroom because as student journalists, this was part of our job. But it also, I think, felt a little comforting for a lot of people to get here and do what we felt was, like, our way of trying to help the situation as best as we could. So, yeah. Definitely have to applaud you because... Obviously, you could have turned around, and that would have been, some people would say, the safer decision just Mm -hmm. for your life because you never know where he was. But to put your own life at risk and take that responsibility to cover all of that editor-in-chief, definitely have to applaud you. Yeah, seriously. Like, Jada and Shakira, and like they said, and I agree with, this whole newsroom wouldn't be nothing without you. And just how do you carry these things on your shoulders while also being a student who's about to graduate soon? We can talk about that. But just how do you handle all that on your shoulders? Yeah, I mean, I just, I love it here. Like, I've I've been here since my first semester freshman year. It's like, like, I feel at home here. And so, like, yeah, it gets really busy. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm always busy with the state news. I'll, like, just stay here all day just because I can. But because, like, I love what I do, it doesn't feel too, like, overwhelming, even when it should be overwhelming. So, like... For, like, going back to February 13th, leading that newsroom through that, obviously there's nothing that would have told me how to do that. Uh, I even looked at Kim, like, after the shelter-in-place was um, lifted, and I'm like, so what am I supposed to do now? And she's like, we'll figure it out. Like, none of us knew what to do, but, like, I knew that it would be fine because I knew that I really loved this place and that I was going to do the best that I could, and that's just going to have to be enough. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like... (sighs) Honestly, yeah, you a good one because me, personally, <laughs> I know you was at the time. Like, I would have been internally freaking out. I'd be like, I know, and I know you was because I would be like, bro, what, what is going on? It's, you know, stuff right. like that. So, like, I don't know. Like, what is it like? Like, just being in leadership, like, does it come with more hardships? Like, other than the recent tragedy, like, you know, give us the tea. Yeah, I mean, outside, like, if we're, if we're separating away from February 13th and just, like, my general time as editor-in-chief, I've learned that there's a lot of, like, your job is as easy as you make it. And I'm a very organized person. I like workflows. I like processes. I like things like that. Yeah, same. And so <laughs> when I got this role in May 2022, like, the first thing that I noticed is that there's a lot of, like, workflows that needed to be fixed just so I could feel comfortable in the job. And one of these is, like, the podcast, but it's also things like copy desks and, like, social desks and things like that. And there were things that I was like, this is where I thrive at. I know how to make a good workflow. I'm very organized. I know how to get things to work that gives people enough time to do their jobs efficiently. And so I think 
and being in leadership is like recognizing where my strengths are and then using that to my advantage for things that I'm not good at. Like I don't think I'm very good at talking and like talking to people. Not like I'm a rude person, but I'm a very stressful, stressed and anxious person. Mm -hmm. So I work better when I know like exactly, okay, this is the rule. When something happens that is outside the rule, that is what I can rely on. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's how I've approached this job a lot. And just, I'm just a a kind person. So I, I treat people like people. I'm very understanding, but still have like the sense of like your job needs to get done. But also like that we're people and we're students. And like, I think a lot of people respect me for the sense that I'm not going to treat you as if I'm above you, even though, like, I technically am. I I think that everybody, like, you can say hi to everyone. You can ask yeah. them how their spring break is and things like that, and that goes a long way for people that maybe I don't interact with on a day-to-day, but, like, MSMC, that, yes, like, I do, I know your name at least, like, mm-hmm. and I know, like, oh, like, I saw on your story that you were in Europe. How was that? Like, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, I think it goes a long way. See, and that shows that you have good leadership because, like <laughs> you just said, like, everybody's equal at the same, at the end of the day. Like, there's no reason to be stuck up, you know, with people and things like that. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. How do you get your inspiration? Like, do you say, how do you stay inspired, you know, while being in leadership and stuff like that? Um... Okay, this is gonna be sound very cliche, and it's not it's not supposed to. So I like seeing young journalists and young editors and whatever they do like grow. So people like, um, well, you you three as all sophomores, but also like Alice Walters and um, Bella Johnson, and even like Nick, who's a, um, mm-hmm. only a junior. Like those seeing those people like grow from semester to semester just really excites me Mm -hmm. um and so I like to do good by them and help them push them to the next level and sometimes that means making decisions that maybe they don't understand in the moment but like um they end up appreciating for like an example is like I know that some people wanted to be um they wanted to work towards being editors and so I created those senior reporter positions or senior editor positions so they can have chance to kind of do a little bit of both while still developing their leadership skills and developing those things so that they can grow. So that's my inspiration. I like seeing people grow. I like seeing how I grow and I like giving them the tools so they can grow and just being like, you know what, all you need to bring to the table is you wanting to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate that because, you know, not everybody will want to see other people, you know, like strive and be successful. And I just think that's really important, especially in journalism, because it's just like at the end of the day, we need to rely on each other, you know. And like you said, you just got to want it. You got to be hungry for it and things yeah. like that. So It's a very competitive industry, even yeah. though I'm not in the industry. But you know about but it. But, like, so. it's competitive. <laughs> and I, I, one thing I like about the state news is that, like, you guys will all apply for, like, these same internships and one of you get it and you guys are applauding for that person. And I think that is how newsrooms should be. Because, like, yeah, like, we're all competing for the same thing. But, like, we are also all in the same industry. We're all going to be, like peers and colleagues one day like we are already but we are when we graduate too so it makes no sense to like have this such vicious thing of competition where you can't even stop and say congratulations to someone who got like probably like their dream job or something like yeah so yeah but you know that's a personal problem for them personally (laughs) right (laughs) do you have any questions you want to ask Jada specifically 
Because, you know, I, I got questions all day. I got, like, three. I've yeah, been me too. Ahead, bro. <laughs> right, bro. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Sure? Like, they, like, they finally got me. I finally got her away from the meeting, so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, go ahead. If I think of one, I'll let you guys know. So I have a couple right off the bat. But first, it's no secret that we're in a newsroom that is, that is in line with being at a PWI. And just being a black editor-in-chief, how did that, one, how did that feel when you got the job? I know we were, Jada's was was talking about your feelings when you found out when you were driving, but girl, just... I was over the moon. I found out. <laughs> I was like, yes, why you want period? And I barely knew her back then, for real. <laughs> and how do you just how'd you get used to the atmosphere of being in a position of power when the people who are, I guess, you're working with or over don't really look like you? Yeah. Um, well, okay. The day that I found out that I was editor in chief, so Chris called me. And I was headed out the door. I forgot where I was going. I mean, I was going home, but I forgot why. So anyway, I was heading downriver, um, and he called me. Like, I had my coat on, like, my backpack. I was heading um, home. And uh, he called me, and I was excited. He's like, you can't tell anyone because we haven't told everyone else yet. Okay, fine. So then I get in my car and drive, and then I get downriver, and I look at my phone, and there's, like, 20 messages from people. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did just get this. <laughs> like, Yeah. So it was very, I was very excited. Like Jada mentioned, it was right before my birthday, which was really great. Um, it was just, a, it was a really good experience. I was, I felt very confident throughout the whole interview, which is not like me at all. Um, but um, I was very excited to hear that they like unanimously wanted me, and I felt really good. Um, being editor in chief as a black woman is really interesting um, because, like, I. I'm I'm very passionate about diversity. I'm very passionate about uplifting people of color, specifically the black community as a black woman. And a lot of things about the state news, I mean, was like, it was white because like, it's a white newspaper at a white university and that's just how it was gonna be. And it took a lot of me figuring out how to like navigate that space of like advocating for my community and for communities of color while also like, kind of trying to reach the um, the staff who were not all necessarily people of color and getting them to understand the importance of like what they say and what stories they cover and things like that. All of that was very important. And I think I've gotten to a really good spot with the staff of um, recognizing that like just because you are a white re- journalist does not mean you can't cover diversity issues. Yeah. Um, and it's okay for a lot of people, especially, like, I've always told them, if you want to ask, like, is it okay to cover this about a black community, you can come to me. I don't I don't care. I'll be like, I'll tell you straight up, like, n- don't do that. Or, yeah, you should do that. And I know that's not the same for all um, people because, like, we're not a monolith or anything, but I've tried to really be very willing to be that resource for them and let them know, like, yeah, like, I understand that it's kind of an uncomfortable position being, like, a white journalist and being told, like, hey, you have bias. Like, I had to do a presentation at the beginning of each year of, like, implicit bias, and it's like, yeah, you're a journalist, you're supposed to be objective, you're not, and you can never be. And that's the truth, and I can't be either, even if I am black. So um, I think that I've had a lot of people tell me that that presentation was their first time thinking about, like, their biases, Um, and I think a lot of people were really receptive of trying to be better, and and I wanted us to be better, and I think when it comes from the top of wanting to be better and everyone's, like, going toward that time and goal, even though, obviously, like, we haven't perfected everything, I do think that we are making strides towards being better, 
And then it's obviously going to continue after I leave because all shades of chocolate will still be here. Yes, yes. You guys okay. will still be there and things like that. Um, so I, um, I'm very excited to see how the state news continues to progress um, in terms of like their diversity and things of that nature. Well, I know for sure we won't let you down. Like, <laughs> like okay. whoever you know, be the editor in chief next year. You know, we'll still try to keep it, you know, going and things like that. Yeah, so. for sure. And with my second question, first, I want to um, give you props because just like Jada and Shakira were saying, like you're you're an amazing you're an amazing person in this position, and you're amazing in what you, you do and being a leader. And one of the best things about being a part of the state news is how welcoming you guys were. Like when Jada was trying to pitch the idea of working here, I was a bit hesitant. I was like, ah, oh, like would David wouldn't really know me? I don't have experience and. When we had our interview, Samaya, oddly enough, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had because it was the first time someone who would be my boss was actually, like, respectful and wanted me to be a part of the team. So, first, I want to thank you for that, just oh, in glad, general. And the question I have for you, just, what is the hardest or what is the most difficult part about being a boss, quote-unquote? Because <laughs> when I've gotten this position of, like, podcast coordinator, it was... It was foreign to me because even though I knew I could do it, it was odd to be like over people, like to mm-hmm. tell people, like, okay, this time works, this time doesn't work, and we can't do certain things, or can we do certain things? And just what's the most difficult part about being a boss over people, especially if you're like associates or friends with them? Yeah, the hardest part is like, okay, there's two hardest parts. The first hardest part when I first got to the position was deciding what kind of newsroom I wanted to run. So I think somehow I ultimately decided that I'm, I run a very democratic type newsroom. So when it comes to like editors and decisions like that, I like to hear other people's input. And though I make the final decision, I do like to let people say their piece and kind of going with an open mind. So that was the hardest part at first because I tried to do like the whole like authoritative type leadership and that just isn't me. I can't be like, we're doing this. I can and when it's certain things, but I can't do it for everything. A lot of things I can't. Um, so I had to scale back and go to, like, how I ran things normally and just be like, you know, let's talk about it and let's see what works best at compromises with people. So that was the first hard part. And then the second hard part is working with people. And I don't mean that because anybody <laughs> on this staff is bad people Dang. at all. I'm just a very, I, I mind my business. I do my own thing. I don't. I'm not a very social person necessarily or anything like that. And kind of when you're EIC, you kind of need to be a little bit in everybody's business. Not necessarily, but you need to pay attention to stuff. And that's not what I do naturally. Like, you can ask Jada when I was copy chief. Like, I was like, we go to, we come in, we work, I chat with copy, I go home. Like, I, I didn't do I mean, much. Sometimes that'd be the best, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, this role, I was like, I kind of need to know, like, oh, like, those two staff members got a little bit of an issue outside of work. Mm, that might come up. Let's pay attention. And it's things like that that I just don't pay attention to. And I've kind of, like, gotten smart and I, like, put people in positions of power that do that better than I do and then they'll let me know and I'm like yeah you're a real one um but yeah that was the hardest part because it would be like someone would come to me and they'll be pissed about something they're like yeah like this has been going on for three months and I was like oh (laughs) that's interesting did not even know oh and something still fly over my head because I'm just like I said I'm very much a homebody I'm very much a I don't, I mean, I socialize with people. I'm better at it now, but I'm very much like, you know, I'm going to stay in my business. I'm going <laughs> to drive my silly little Fiat home and, like, watch Netflix. So, like, mm-hmm. um, that was the hardest part, really learning how to 
pay attention to people, pay attention to when people's vibes are off, ask them how, like, ask, actively make sure that I'm checking in with people to make sure that they're still able to do their job. Because I'm really good at solving things, but I never, I can't solve problems if I don't know they exist. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely say Coffee Chief Samaya, even though she was more so, like, to herself, I will say the one thing Samaya does really well is that she's an advocator. When anybody on the copy that's had an issue, we knew we could go to Samaya and it would be fixed like that. She'd be yep. like, give me a day, two at max, and I'll Bro. be right back with you, okay? You're like, about to fix it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't play with people. Like, I don't I do not do disrespect. I think, like, that is the easiest thing a person can do, no matter how much you may dislike someone. You don't have to disrespect them. Yeah. And um, I, didn't, I don't like when people disrespect people, especially um, on copy, because, like, copy has that aura of being, like, the help, which I don't like. Mm-mm. So it's very, like, when people will, like, be a little disrespectful and I'm like, they stayed up till 11.30 when they didn't have to. They could have cut their phones off at 11 o'clock. Your article. Yes, and so if they were a few minutes late because they dozed off, I'm not gonna get mad at them because they were supposed to be able to go to sleep by yeah. 11. Because it's like so, the day. We all humans too. Like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, um, I, I tried my best, like, anytime, like, things were happening that were just weird, like, Oh my god, we this is I'm going on a tangent, I'm sorry, but we had this like <laughs> basketball game and Eli was very sweet or anything, but like we had this basketball game that started at nine o'clock, but it started at nine o'clock in Washington State, so in Pacific time, which means it started at midnight our time. And then it's a basketball game, so it took like two hours. So Eli's like, but we need this up tonight. And I was like, I'm not asking a copy editor to stay up to 2 a.m. Yes, I'm doing it. So mm-hmm. that, too. I just, like, I, I don't like to put people out. I like them to be able to rest and, you know, do what they have to. And that still extends to be an editor-in-chief. I try to be very reasonable um, with what I request people to do. And maybe that makes me overwork a little bit. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that you started off as a journalism major and what have been your favorite parts of being a journalist with being editor-in-chief, with writing stories on your own, and just getting this overall experience? What have been your favorite parts about it? Um, or your least favorite parts, if you have any? Oh, I have a lot of favorites. Um, my favorite part of being at State News or just being a journalist. So my favorite part of being a journalist is that I like being able to talk to people, ironically, right? Very contradictory person, right? <laughs> but I like um, being able to, like... Just talk to people about their experiences. Like I, I love human interest stories. I, I know I'm not, I'm not a very newsy like news reporter. If yeah, I were ever to be a reporter, either. I couldn't do it. I mean, I can do it, but I wouldn't <laughs> but, like it. Yeah. I like writing feature stories. I like writing stories like my graduation story, or like um, the I, sweet old lady who started yeah, the bakery or something. Exactly mm-hmm. things like that. That's a lot of fun. Those interviews are so fun. They're so long, and you just hear a lot about. You learn a lot about a person from an interview. So I like that. That's my favorite part. Um, but I knew I couldn't be a, I knew I didn't want to be a reporter full time because, well, A, I don't like talking to people that much. <laughs> you know, I get tired of it, and I knew that you can't get tired of it as a reporter. I also knew that, like, everyone's going to have, like, you don't go in necessarily into journalism doing exactly what you want to. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I probably would likely end up in a news reporting job, and I just knew that I, I, Breaking news stresses me out. Um, I, I know how to handle that now because I've been here for so long, but it's like to be the reporter in that, like, yeah. applause, because I could not do it. So, yeah, so that's, um, those are my, that's my favorite thing about being a journalist, I have to say. 
I mean, ironically, with you saying that you don't really like talking to people and you aren't the um, best talker, you're really good at it. Oh, and thank you. funny story real quick before we um, <laughs> before we get out of here. I've told this story at least to y'all three like many times. But there was a summer program hosted or not hosted, but um, led by Jeremy Steele. It was called MEPA. And there weren't a lot of um, people of color there. And one of the few people there was this young lady, you know, she's a bit <laughs> tall. And I'm used to always speaking to people and be like, hi, how are you doing? And then every time we, I walked by, this young lady didn't even get a look yeah, in the eye. She was and like, <laughs> long story short, this person ended up being the person we're interviewing right now. <laughs> and I say all that to one, say that you're an excellent talker, you're excellent at speaking and you're very well spoken, but also to just ask you and to be serious, how did you manage not being someone who was outspoken and end up being in a position you had to be outspoken and talk to people? And did you do anything to really help that or did it just come with the flow? Um, a little bit of both. Um, so this isn't my first like leadership position at the state news. I was Period. managing <laughs> I was managing editor my sophomore year, which I don't recommend. Don't ever do it. Don't she do said, that. Do That's, not recommend. Don't do that. <laughs> Oh, and then copy chief and editor chief, and I think, and it's ironic. I was just talking to Wes about this today. Um, I think doing all those roles is what built me up to do this one. Mm -hmm. So I was managing editor during the pandemic, so I was leading a remote newsroom. So I had to learn how to talk over Slack very clearly, and I think doing that helped, like, translated to me being able to do it verbally as copy chief when we were back in person last year. Um, and then once I got this role, like, I, I remember I was telling Jada and Claire, I was like, I literally hate staff meetings because I walk in front of everybody and everyone's looking at me and I'm like, mm, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and then generally I get my flow and I'm fine. Um, but so I think it's just like a bunch of like repetition. Like you kind of, it's really, I, I knew that I wanted to be a person of impact in the newsroom, um, even if, whether that was a reporter or whatever it was, I really liked it here. And so in order for me to do that, I obviously had to grow and adapt to things. But um, just doing it and accepting when I sound awkward and people are like, what are you trying to say? And I'm like, mm, let me try again. Um, and just keeping it moving like that. And then you just learn how to do it very uh, succinctly. And then you get called well-spoken, which is not something I've ever heard in my life. So I appreciate the compliment. Um, so, yeah. That's oh, yeah. incredible. And that's funny because... You know, all of this touching to like my upcoming story. So like self promo, self promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we see it, we see it. <laughs> so yeah, guys, um, stay tuned for my upcoming, you know, story. So excited. <laughs> and with that being said, you guys have anything you want to say? Got a few minutes left. Um, I just wanna try not to be a sap here, guys, but um, knowing Samaya since last year being copy chief, um, I just wanna take well travel back to what I was talking about, her being a huge advocate, especially for all of us on copy who if sometimes people didn't listen to us, you might have seen the very rare occasions when Samaya gets mad and you'd be like, Oh, okay, let's listen to her. But I also do wanna now being editor in chief Samaya, I wanna thank you for creating those positions for people like me who's senior copy editor to grow because I kind of walked in here and I was like okay I'm copy chief I while I was copy chief over the summer what am I going to do now I kind of don't want to just be a regular copy editor because I was already head of the team so what could I do now and she called me for an interview and she's like yeah do you want to be senior copy editor I said I don't know what that is but if you say that's what I am okay <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm follow what you say Right. And I just want to, and then she also enforced the role of diversity rep, which I also am. And it's something that I 
love to do. It's one of the things I want to continue to do when I graduate. So I just want to say thank you for being that person to bring other, you know, values and ideals into this newsroom that's helped making us be prepared to do these things outside of here. Now these reporters will be able to feel comfortable talking about these things. They know they won't be scared to be that one right reporter saying, hey, I want to talk about this. Nobody else will, so I will do it anyway, you know? Yeah. So I just want to thank you for all of that. It's, it's been really, really fun with you as editor-in-chief. No, seriously. I appreciate it. That was diversity rep my first year. So okay. I, was, I saw it and I was like, you know, Jada, that's what you should do. <laughs> yes, and then they said my name and I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Someone else who also is really good and well-spoken but doesn't feel like it. But you uh, know. I appreciate that. You know, I'm not going to believe it, but thank you. <laughs> that's what I said. I'm like, you know, never heard it, but, you know, if you say so, I'll take I'll it. Thank take you. It. With yeah. that being said, guys, I appreciate appreciate you we appreciate you as always for listening thank you samaya for being on this episode we thank you thank you thank, thank you, you for having me <laughs> and with that being said all right y'all thank y'all for listening to all shades of chocolate where we bring the sweetest the hottest black, black culture, culture to, to msu. msu and remember to stay sweet bye